Hey, it's Angie here, and I have a breakfast radio show for the Southwest, and quite often throughout my show, I refer to someone known as the fiancé, and he is the beautiful human sitting across from me right now who has very bravely agreed to have a conversation as a part of our No Talk Day, and I call him the fiancé on air, but his real name is Josh. Hello. Hello, Angie. (laughs) (laughs) Does this feel a bit weird for you? It uh, feels very strange for me. Um, Yeah, not... Not in your comfort zone. No. I can see the panic in your eyes. Yes. I would prefer <laughs> to stand up in front of a couple of hundred people than sit down opposite you with a microphone in my face. Because this is this is my lair. This is my domain. This is where I'm the boss, right? <laughs> you are panicking. Yeah. All right. We'll take a big deep breath. Um, I got this. I think you do got this. And I think you're very brave. And I asked you as a big favor to have a chat with me and anyone who wants to have a listen about a a real person's journey to mental health. I think No Talk Day was really a brilliant initiative from the Triple M Network right across Australia. It's the fourth year. It is to directly raise awareness for men's mental health. There will have been eight people that suicided in Australia on No Talk Day. Six of those are blokes. Now, that's unacceptable. And we need to focus on the men's side of the statistics because... Six out of eight. That's yeah. what we've got to be. That's what the statistics tell us. And you blokes are shit at talking. We are. Uh, you know, the fact that three quarters of people who are taking their own lives uh, are blokes, I think, comes back to uh, this old school mentality of blokes don't cry, blokes don't talk about their feelings. And you're right. Um, it's shit. It's <laughs> we've. We've kept on with it for too long. We're better now. Uh, we're aware of it now, but we've got to stay on top of it. And I thought you'd be a really great sort of representative of men. You're quite manly. You do outdoor things. <laughs> you uh, used to shoot guns and go farming and drive tractors and all the rest of it. You've done outdoor work. You've done work that is similar to the FIFO life in terms of always moving, being displaced. Like, you know what it's like to have... No routine to be disrupted, to sleep rough on a camping spot in the middle of nowhere. Um, you, you've just you've lived kind of a wild and varied life, and I think there's a lot of elements of your personality that people can get around. Yes, yeah, and I've, I've seen a lot of WA, a lot of Australia, and I've been very lucky through all of these jobs to be able to do that. Now, specifically, take us back to a point in your life, in your mental health, that was just black. So there was a point... In, I suppose, 2015-ish, perhaps earlier, where every day on my way to work, I was waiting at the train station and watching the express train go past. Can I just add in here, it was the end of a complicated and difficult relationship that probably wasn't good for anyone on either side of the fence. Couple that with living, you know, you talk about this crazy outdoor lifestyle. At the time, I'd been sedentary for... Almost three years, two two and a half years. Living in a city, Melbourne. Yeah, I've I've never been surrounded by so many people and felt so lonely in my life. Yeah. So that's that's where you are in your life and you find yourself every day watching the trains go past on the platform. Yeah, out at, out at Footscray watching the express train go through and and this this thought started bouncing around every day for probably a month that if I wanted to end it all, I could just step out in front of that train and, and make it all go away. And I suppose I let that thought 
bounce around for far too long uh, with that man blokey. Huh, we don't talk about things. Ha ha ha. But part of part of that whole cycle that had got me to that point was was isolating myself from everyone, and and I suppose I was never never actually contemplated doing it. It was just I knew that I hadn't out if I ever chose to, and I one day realised that I had so many more outs than that. I was surrounded by so many people who I could open up to. Um, and I realized that the fact that I'd been thinking about the same thing for a month meant that something was really not okay. Well, it's quite remarkable that you were able to pull yourself up on that. Cause as, as we talked about those statistics, there are plenty of people that can't. So what changed it for you? What made you stop that thought and go, hang on, I've got to do something to change it. I just needed a circuit breaker. I couldn't keep doing the same thing. I was, like I said, I was a broken human and I I missed, I missed all those people around me. And so I reached out to a mate. I also booked in to see a doctor and, and I, I started up, you know, my mental health journey and it, it really, after isolating myself, it, it only took reaching out to one person and just saying to someone, Hey, I'm not doing that good. Can we have a chat? <laughs> well, you, why are you laughing? Because it sounds so simple. <laughs> it's so easy to do, but you know, for anyone who's ever found themselves in that dark place, they'll know that it's not that easy to do, or it doesn't feel that easy to do at the time. I've got a a really good analogy that I like to use. So um, imagine holding a cup of water, right, out in front of you. And that's fine. Everyone can do that. Kids can do that. Kids can hold cups of water out in front of them. But how long do you hold that cup of water for before your arm starts hurting, before your shoulder freezes up, before your whole energy and effort ends up being you concentrating and holding that cup of water out? And to me... That sort of solidifies that thought that that was bouncing around in your head was that cup of water. So it might have been quite light and something that you could push away and deal with quite quite easily at the start, but you've been holding that thought and that cup of water for far too long and you needed... Yeah, I, I didn't ask anyone to help to give me a chop out. Um, you know, I, I tried to take everything on myself. Uh, you know, as you are well aware, I, I tend to take on... The problems for... Oh, the whole planet? Yeah, more than I, <laughs> my fair share, I suppose. <laughs> so that was dark and it was bad and you reached out and you had this chat that we've talked about with No Talk Day that is the whole mental health messaging, right? It's yeah, just I need, I need to have a chat. I'm not okay. Uh, you know, and I suppose it's, it's almost becoming cliche now, but you know, all the best cliches originate in truth, right? Mm. And now what? Well, now it's the cliched thing of I have to exercise regularly and I have to drink heaps of water and I have to eat good food and get out in the sun and and socialise and and all of it. So, you know, I, I say that it sounds cliched, eat well, you know, get proper night's sleep and they're all the things that your doctor tells you to do for your physical health. And you go, oh, I should do those, but I'm not. 
that's why I'm probably carrying an extra 10 kilos and, you know, I'm not in that perfect shape that I want to be. Oh yeah, whatever. And, but they have such a good influence on your mental health and probably it, it's better than going to the gym and getting instant abs. Like you can go outside and go for a walk and instantly feel better. You know, it doesn't require all the work. It's just do those things this often is, and this regularly. This is so good because Josh refuses to go for a walk with me unless there's a purpose to the walk. Like flat out refuses, refuses to go for a walk with me. And I just got it on tape. I'm still not going for a walk with you unless you tell me that there's beer at the other end of it or... Um, I think something that I, I have to tell you, and I think this is a really good opportunity to do it, is sometimes um, when you're going through your ups and your downs, because it's not it's not an even... It's like the ocean, isn't it? Sometimes it's raging and sometimes it's calm, but it's always moving. It's yeah. always changing. Yeah. And sometimes when... You know, it's really apparent and it's given you a hard time. Um, I feel as your partner lost, I don't know how to help. I worry about saying the right thing. I worry about saying the wrong thing. I worry about if it, if it's me, if I cause that, and then that fuels my mental health problems, which we're not talking about today, but we will at some stage, I'm sure. Um, and it, it fuels that. So what I would like to say to you and blokes who are identifying with you, what you're talking about is don't forget that you owe it to us. Those of us around you, your mates, your family, your partners, you owe it to us to communicate with us because we bloody love you bastards. And if you don't open up your mouths and let us know what's going on, then we're just thinking you're distancing from us and you're annoyed with us and we're no good and you would rather be with somebody else. So... When you do talk yourself back around, don't forget to tell us too, because we need the memo. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I think that's the big part of, of all of this is that, you know, the stats say 75%, I think it is, or 80% of Australians are going to deal with bad mental health in their life. Um, you know, and... The solution for everyone is the same. It's those basic things. It's walking, eating right. And and like you've said, talking about it. And depending how, you know, if it's a, everything's a scale, everything's a spectrum, depending where you are, it might, like me, uh, involve medication as well and therapy and, um, you know, some of those extra tools in your tool belt, so to speak. You know, there's a reason that therapy is going and talking about your feelings, right? You know, it's it's proven to work. It's proven <laughs> to be the thing that probably breaks that cycle, is that circuit breaker that people are needing the most. And, you know, it's just crazy. If 80% of us are going to deal with this in our lives, why we even need a no talk day, why... Mm. Blokes have been so shit for all this time, you know, because turns out you look around your, your golfing group of mates and four out of five of them are probably going through or have been through or are about to go through the same shit that you're going through. So, yeah. So you may as well just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree now. I'm, that's. <laughs> That's why I'm here talking to you about it, Angie. I'm just venting. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a bit of build up. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, no, honestly, um, I really appreciate your your honesty, your rawness. Um, this is sharing a little bit of our, I, I suppose, our personal life and our relationship, which is hard to do when you're not used to it. So thank you so much, Josh, uh, for coming in. And... Thank you for having me, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Any last tips for anybody that is in it right now? Circuit breaker. Remember that thing that you love, that person that you were, that that time when you were on top of the world. Remember that point and what were you doing then that you're not doing now? And go do that. Go be that person. Well, I definitely think I owe you a drink after this. So we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll do this again at some point. And I, I hope if you've tuned in and had a little bit of a listen, it gives you a bit of an insight on just what dealing with each other's mental health is about and the importance of opening up that conversation, that circuit breaker and you know, we're obviously a romantic relationship, but this could be with a family member, your mom or your dad, um, your kids, your best mates, someone that you just know at work, maybe they've been going through a hard time. It's the same thing and it doesn't have to get quite as personal. Anyone who you feel comfortable talking with, it's so easy to say, hey, I just need a bit of a chat. And because there's so much more awareness on this now and because of initiatives like No Talk Day, Are You Okay Day, Men's Mental Health Week, Mental Health Week in general, Mental Health Month, all of these times, the people that you turn to will be a bit more equipped in in listening and responding to you as well. So you don't need to be scared. And if they're not, if anyone opens up to you and and says that they're not doing okay and you don't feel that you've got the tools necessary to help them. Just remember, we've got two ears and one mouth. Just sometimes all people need is to be heard.